Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on October the 9th, 2016. Over the years I've gone into many, many topics and explained fairly thoroughly, I think, uh, the important ones, the, the clusters that come under particular topics, clusters of different things, all in one way or another tied together in a cluster to do with control, control and world control with the big master plan that we're living through. If you, For those who don't really know, we're living through it all the time. And I've shown you with such amazing uh, data that they flood us with, really, I've shown you with their own data, which is so important to give you their own data and, and to cut out all the extraneous stuff and just leave you the, the, the real meat, you might say, to show you how it all works together, this big, big plan. And many the topics are very unpleasant. There's no doubt about it. Because we've been trained from birth to be you know, chasing happiness all the time, this thing called happiness. And um, since the days of Freud, which was a big, big con in itself, We've been taught that being happy is normal. Being always happy is normal, which is nonsense, because if you're really happy all the time, regardless of circumstances, there's something wrong with you, you see. And we know that too. Uh, that's a fact. But today, of course, you're not supposed to look at anything which is negative, meaning unpleasant. Uh, just look at the happy things, all the happy stuff. And you'll find that with a lot of people when you get into anything that's, that's unpleasant, You'll know right off the bat, uh, if they change the subject into little irrelevant things, little happy things, you see, that don't matter at all, then you know that they don't want to hear unpleasant sides of things, you see. And that's fine, because that's what the world is made up of. Those who, who choose what they want to believe in, what they want to know. And I mean that, they, they choose what they want to know. Uh, they choose what they'll... Remember, belief too, belief in itself, uh, generally, is like faith. It's not, it's not something you can just prove, you see, generally, um, except the person who believes in it. That, that's, that's where faith comes into. And, um, but most folk out there want either some expert to, to tell them on the television set with an, an authority figure, that's what they call them, experts, and they'll generally believe what they're told by authority figures. That's why they're used all the time uh, throughout your whole life to indoctrinate you into the next trend that's been set up by the masters that own the world. And I really mean that. There are masters who pretty well control it all, but they want the total lump sum of everything under the control. That means free will has got to go, you understand. There's many ways to get you to give up free will. And free will uh, has always caused them problems down through a long period of time because people tend to go to the wall so far and then start fighting back in one way or another or simply not complying and, and then they lose control of, of you. Uh, so since, I'd say, definitely since World War II, we've been controlled globally, mainly in educated countries, of course, uh, where you've got lots of tax money coming in to pay for all the experts that then work with all the TV companies and the culture industry to indoctrinate you, to stop you thinking about your rights or freedoms or, you know, or, or the fact that really anybody with any kind of opinion should be allowed to express it, no matter how, what, how crazy it seems to you. Uh, that's what freedom is all about, you see. 
under the guise of liberalism, you can see that they never tolerate anybody else's opinion except the ones that they, to- they tell you to parrot. If you parrot something else, even if it's original, it's from your own mind, uh, that's anathema and it won't be tolerated, you see. Uh, so unfortunately, the system which wants to dominate the planet, and even amongst themselves, they say it's for the, for the people's own good, and they really believe they're going to totally dominate the planet by removing your ability to have free will at all. They tried the Pavlovian response techniques for a long time through indoctrination. Self-policing was a big one too, where you're taught to always go along with your peer groups and go with what's the, the approved opinion on any particular topic and agree with it, the crowd or else you're bad, bad, bad. And um, everybody wants to belong, therefore most folks simply adopt the, uh, the authorized version of whatever they're given. Even when reality's been changed as they go along for them by the, the teachers or whoever it happens to be, they still go along with it because they want to be accepted. Uh, so we're under an incredible psychological control and behavioristic uh, control, all well, well studied over a long period of time and, and now implemented onto everyone all the time. A good example of that is the creation of uh, self-imagery through electronics, um, Facebook and all the other techniques that have been put out for you to to join up on and put your whole life up online for everyone to see. And um, if you want likes and dislikes and so on, and some folk go to pieces if they get a dislike. Uh, those who are the, the easiest to, to re-update with their political correctness will go to pieces if they get a dislike because they haven't been quite dead on with things, you see. And that, again, is a technique that was known a long time ago by the people who were studying behaviorism back in the 1920s and 30s. And that's why George Orwell had his neighbor in uh, prison with him, basically, and Winston, you know, Winston meets his neighbor. And the the neighbor, who's a kind of bumbling, nice fella, has been turned in by his daughter, his own daughter, who wears a little uniform, you see, and um, for thought crime, because it said something in his sleep. We're pretty well there, actually, to be honest with you. We really are, even beyond that. But the thing is, is he's t- telling Winston in the prison uh, how, he, how it happened, how he ended up there in the prison. The neighbor says, he says, um, thank, God, thank God she caught me. That could have been a lot worse. I didn't know I was even doing it myself. So he, was, he felt guilty and even possibly mumbling something in his sleep against Big Brother, you see. Uh, that's self-policing to, to the nth degree. And it's the guilt that sets in if they feel that they've really, you know, um, broken the, the, the religious rules. Because it's a religion, you see, this whole socialistic, communistic ideal um, that's put out for, the, for all the followers to believe for the ones at the top never believe in it themselves they're, they are the controllers they're the wild men as, as um, Charles Gordon Darwin talks about in his own book and so if you look at the Middle Ages for instance and I'm sure you've all seen the movies of um, plague periods for instance across Europe and how convoys or sometimes a few monks and, and followers from the population would go through the streets flagellating themselves with whips and so on and chains 
um, because they were taught that, and the only thing they could imagine then is that all this evil that was happening in the world was their own fault. They'd, they'd brought on sin, in other words, to, to that degree. Uh, and you just simply take that picture into uh, the Winston's experience with his neighbor in the prison, and you look upon the general society today and the population, and you'll find the same thing within the population, where literally, if they get a bad comment, negative comments, uh, dislike, uh, they'll go to pieces. They'll go to pieces. Uh, not just the fact that a person, for instance, has has hit them with this disapproval, dislike, dislike or whatever, but because all the other people who watch their Facebook will now know he's guilty of something, according to one, one dislike. Uh, it's a shaming thing, you see. And it's, it's designed that way for those who haven't a clue what they're actually doing, and there's lots of them out there, it's designed that way. You're being trained all the time, all the time, to go along with the crowd. That's what it's about. And believe you me, if, if someone gave you a negative on anything, uh, you, you, you crumble and give up in your own life, for instance. Uh, so, so it's utter nonsense. If you've got freedom at all, you've also got the freedom to be attacked. And there's a lot of Looney Tunes out there too that, that, that make a pleasurable um, uh, life existence by attacking other people. That's how they get their, their Jolly Rogers, you see. We've all met them uh, when we're younger, at school or somewhere, or university, and, and you get someone who oh, it's always got the skull on their face and the, people are kind of intimidated by them because the, the, wherever you, you see something that's happy or whatever, or put out some good news out there, they're, they're scowling as though you've said something wrong. Like they don't quite approve. And that's a control technique, you see. And once they, they, they end up in the computers down the road, there they are, they're disliking everything, just, just to tick folk off. Uh, that, that's, that's, but they've got the right to do it. You can't start banning this and banning that because you're banning yourself down the road. <laughs> that's, that's the reason for all this stuff. So tonight I'm talking about many of the talks I've given in the past with particular topics that all fit together for the control system that we're under, this very well-designed scientific control system. Mind you, it's easy to do. That's what the United Nations was set up to do, was with the different departments in it, one for education and so on, and all the other departments underneath it, which really are all private Clubs, they're all, like the World Bank is a private group uh, set up by the CFR, Royal Institute of International Affairs Group. The, uh, uh, so the, the masters at the top, the, even the lower members don't, don't know <laughs> who they are, um, the masters at the top own the, these, the IMF, they own that, they own, they own the, the World Bank, the Bank for International Settlements, and so on. Uh, that's how it's run. But they give themselves beautiful titles to make you think it's actually the world, this vague thing called the world that owns it all which is nonsensical. No, it's private, folks. The United Nations is private as well. It's a private corporation, you see. And it's got its own charter and its own, own plan. And the plan is to take away all the country's rights and run the world on behalf of their own masters, you see, because they have their masters too. The same masters that want to own the rest of the world by using the tools like the IMF, the, the Bank for National Settlements, and uh, the World Bank, and the United Nations itself. These are all tools of the masters who own all and set up, you see. But they also have world uh, academic organizations. 
to do with like world psychiatrists and so on and world this and world that all to do with behaviorism and to manipulate you and to then always always decide and redecide depending on the era that you're living in the particular generation what's normal what's not normal and when to drug certain folk and when not to drug certain people everything that makes freedom freedom is under control that's the bottom line so much so that the, the, the teachers are trained to grab uh, little independent thinkers at school, and make, especially the, the males, and, and make sure uh, that their brains are basically shrunk with the medication they want them to get put on. Then, then they stop asking all the questions. Questions can be a nuisance to, to those in authority, obviously. That's why they lie so much through marketing companies. Every, every governmental department will lie. And it uses spokespeople who've got degrees in public relations. Propaganda, that's what that means. They can bend everything to make it sound pleasant. And that leads me up to the talk, which is about total control. There have been attempts in the past to get total control. And, uh, for instance, the old Soviet system, or you can call it socialist Soviet, doesn't make any difference, you see. Um, I always differentiate it slightly, just slightly, that the, the, the socialist technique is simply the Fabian technique of doing it slower. Uh, rather than through bl- a bloodletting um, revolution, you, you simply create all the cultural revolutions to change society uh, that then allows them to alter all the laws and the rules and so on of existence itself for society, you see. So, you're going through it, you've been going through it your whole lives. Everything that you stood up against and were taught to, to protest against was given to you, always for alternate reasons by those who are, are, are the masters of, of um, rebellion, you might say, and always for, for an end which you never see. It's something else that's always, they have always in mind. You, you think of the Soviet era, where a small group moved in, well-financed, to lead it all, and agitate behind the scenes, and to get the, the, the general population on board for having a revolution. You need numbers, you see. And then once you have revolution through, the same clique at the top live like kings and their descendants uh, for a whole generation, uh, while the rest of the public are just used pretty much like, like um, <laughs> slaves in a sense. So therefore, be careful what you protest, or why you're, you're taught to protest it. Anything can be made... Um, legitimate in your eyes, in your mind, by what you're, you're given to see. Remember, everything can be doctored, everything. The intention is to get you in a rage or, or really dissatisfied with something so that you will do the protesting for those behind the scenes and demand the changes which they've already planned, probably before you were even born. So the Soviet system still had to use the terror, you know, the red terror. And because of that... Uh, it's hard to hold on to legitimacy over a long period of time using terror and fear. The Fabian technique is far superior because you don't even, most folk don't know uh, that there's even a revolution going on every so often in their own lifetime, cultural-wise, sexual-wise, all the other ones are given to, to follow, you see. All planned by the same people. Right down to the music that you sing you know, and play and so on. So, you're constantly being updated, you might say, by your programmers in, in a system for a system which you don't even understand. 
uh, you think you do, and that's the beauty of especially when you're young, because we've all got amazing egos, and we don't listen to anybody when we're young, you see. And we think that no one could possibly condition our brains because we're in charge of ourselves, you see. And nothing can be further from the truth. You're dealing with experts of study us for generations, many, many generations. And they test it all out, the, the, the techniques on, on small test groups, and then use it upon the rest of the world all at once, you see. So total control is pretty well here. It's, it's not being used by uh, bayonets and, and, and guns and so on. It's been done by your consent. Uh, a whole generation, pretty well, uh, has been brought up with uh, loving the panda bears and all the other things they show you to love and so on. And we're destroying the whole world. It's all your fault and my fault. And we're doing it all nasty, nasty people. And, and therefore... Um, it's got to end, you see. And it has to end by you giving up all your rights to save the world. All your rights. And letting the same managers that profited from any destruction that really happened in the world, the same managers be in charge of this part of it too. It's always the same folk, you know. That's why all the big uh, corporations are signed on with the whole agenda for carbon taxes and you name it. Uh, they're all on board with it. Because the real military-industrial complex is owned by the same folk that own every other complex. And uh, there's only one group, one group that's in charge of everything. And they, so they own the military-industrial complex, and they own all the other big corporations, too, that are international. And they do. They actually do. The, the, the top ones are the biggest bankers on the planet. And I remember watching a documentary on this and someone was given a chance to actually see who owned uh, so many of the, the military-industrial complex uh, corporations and they're all under one particular big massive bank. And this bank, remember, can change its name anytime it wants to, as it has before. So this is part three of Real News is Sparse, Usual Threatening Kind. Sign every agreement or be left behind. Being left behind is, is how they threaten populations to go along with things. Or, yeah, you'll just starve to death or whatever it happens to be. Free trade, you name it. It's always the same story, you see. Fear. So give up all your rights and your decision-making abilities uh, and to save the world or you're all going to die. That's the techniques that are used, you see. And I'm not kidding about that. I've read countless stories, and it depresses me too, just going over them and over and over them over years, because I've given you quotes from the top people who give you the scary stories, admitting that they, they create scary stories to terrify you so you go along with things and give up your rights and freedoms. If you know where to look, they, they, they always find they, that they're fairly open about it too. Because <laughs> they like to boast, you know, psychopaths love boasting, and uh, that's the way it is. And an example of, of it too is the scary, the scary stories is, is this one here. And um, you, you'll find, that, yeah, it's from Obama. Remember, the thing is climate change, right? All the countries pretty well have just ratified, re-ratified or totally ratified, supposedly, the, the Paris Treaty. That was the last stage of this last bunch of rounds as it went round on how we must change the whole world and act together and bring in all the cons, including the new taxation system and so on. But Obama predicts submerged cities. Oh, here we go with that again, submerged cities. Mass migrations. Oh, well, we cause mass migrations because 
the U.S. brings most of it on through all of his wars. <laughs> Uh, and and uh, food supplies decimated. Well, as it take, they've been putting farmers out of business for the last 50, 60, 70 years by making conglomerate farms to, to feed the world, as they call it. And they can only do that by, by, by getting rid of all the local farmers that normally fed their own part of the world. That's how it works. So if we don't act uh, boldly on climate change, we're going to have all these nasty, terrible things happen. Oh, my God. And you know you can trust Obama. I mean, you know, all politicians are, are fantastically known, well known for telling the truth, right? But that's the nonsense you get fed. Now, there are, there are a bunch of all giving you scary stuff on, you know, you've you got to stay, Britain's got to stay in, 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 in the European Union, this big, big mafia, uh, or they don't be left behind and all they'll just starve to death. No, no one will trade with them. You know. Well, isn't that blackmail? Threatening. Do, do, does anyone really like to be threatened? Huh? But see, if you threaten, a threat's always got a, a, a semblance of fear attached to it. If you don't go along with what we want, the small group, you see, you're all going to starve to death because no one's going to trade with you. Hmm? So here's the same thing. If you don't give up all your rights to, to, to decide yourself where you want to work, what you want to work at, if you even want children to get born of your own children, you're going to eventually have to go to get permission, etc., etc. All this stuff, this is all part of this big agreement. For those who don't get it, and I've read books years ago on this stuff, and I, I have talked on the radio for years and years and years as well, um, from the, the, help, the guys who helped create the present part of this culture you're now living through right now. They talked openly about this. Total control from birth to death. And they mean it, folks, including the right to kill you off I'm not kidding about that. So this is quite a, an important talk. And I'm sure other ones will follow this one, as they always do, uh, after, uh, after tonight. So let's get going with this one here. With European Union's ratification, the Paris climate deal is to enter into force. Now, they're not giving you lots on the media about this or TV, because they don't want to. They, they want to give you fiction on TV, you see. And it says here, in a historic move, the European Union endorsed the Paris Agreement on Climate Change Tuesday, the latest of many governing bodies to do so over the past several weeks. The ratification puts the UN's climate deal on track to propel a global effort to dramatically reduce emission levels over the coming decades. Now, I've gone through, again, there's so much contrary evidence of their, their pollution or their, or their, their, their carbon uh, causing all the problems of global warming. That's a, a complete dead issue. It's not even mentioned warming anymore because it fell flat with contrary evidence. Uh, but they're sticking to the carbon thing, even though that's debunked as well. But uh, this is what they're using to get it in. If, if you don't go along, you see the world's going to collapse. Well, all, you're all going to die. Ooh, you see. And it says the deal is expected to enter force in 30 days after the EU submits ratification documents, uh, which is expected to do by Friday. And uh, the Paris uh, Corps come 
comes even more quickly than original drafters of the agreement expected, reflecting a significant shift in priorities worldwide towards dealing with climate change. And it's not, it's about robbing you blind and take all your rights from you. That's what it's for. Then you can't travel, you see. You can't travel, you'll be causing carbon and you'll stay in your little areas. And you can't have houses built because uh, it's unsustainable, you see, and yada yada. Rental only, that's the future and that's what they want to bring into effect. And you've got, you've got bank crashes and everything to come yet to, that's all part of the con game, you see. To, to make you say, yeah, we've got, we got to really change the way we've been living. And right away you've got all the experts that pop out to tell you how they must change. Anyway, it says for the climate deal coming to force, at least 55 member states accounting for at least 55% of global emissions had to ratify the agreement. That's a lot of payoffs to, to get into the right hands, you see. The 55 country mark was surpassed last month, but the percentage of emissions was a little harder to achieve. So again, it gives you little bits on percentages, because they love percentages. Even though it's all bogus, they love percentages. It sounds more official when they give you percentages, doesn't it? So this is their big, big uh, applaud thing to themselves. It says the, the United Nations chief, uh, Ban Ki-moon, who was president for the EU vote, called the ratification historic, according to Reuters. And um, and on it, on it goes. And then, then they go away again from moving away from fossil fuels, even though it's not fossils, and back uh, back in cleaner energy sources, and so on and so on. Now, without energy, folks, you start to die. Now, I hope you understand that with the restrictions that are coming down the pike, you know, Britain's already been going through them for quite a few years uh, because it's totally socialist. Completely, so it means it's dominated. It's, Britain is gone, as far as Britain used to be, and um, it's run from the the EU still, even with the Brexit and the whole thing. But thousands of old folk die, and disabled folk too, every year there in their own homes, or even once in rent, <laughs> because they can't afford the fuel to keep themselves alive. That's plan, the planned society I'm talking about, folks. It's coming to you very shortly now, very quickly. Because this carbon thing is just total restrictions across the board. And now you can help, uh, your, help your, your, the cause by helping to kill off more of your own folks at home now, too. That's what your leaders are signed, have signed you into. Believe you me, I'm not kidding you about this. That's how cold and calculating this whole thing is. Nothing to do with climate change. Nothing at all about that. It's about the, the plans, I say, that they couldn't quite achieve and hold on to by the old Soviet system is far more efficient doing it scientifically by conning you to go along with it all. You see, willingly. So, you'll find um, this is all the rage right now. It's like a big, big mocking of the general population as they congratulate each other. All the different groups are well paid to push all the changes. And I'll put a link up to the Paris Agreement, which you can look through yourself as well. And then this one too, uh, climate and environment. And here you go, you see, and the International Monetary Fund, this private club that lends the cash out to different countries, uh, which most of them can't pay back. And you put the countries down that's, that's given it out 
whether it's the US, Canada or Britain or whatever, uh, as the guarantor. So it's the countries that can't pay it back, the loans back, default, then you, the taxpayers, pay up anyway. So win-win for, for this big private group called the IMF. And it's not, they're not altruistic, believe you me. <laughs> it's a profit thing, yeah, big time. But it says, stabilizing atmospheric concentrations of greenhouse gases. I'll put a link up tonight, too, to do with the hoax of greenhouse gases that came out back in the 90s, I think, 1990s. And um, to show you the farce of it all then, too. Because they tried other, they tried the, the, the coming ice age a long time ago. Then the coming warming age, and then they, they, now they just call it greenhouse gases. Most of the greenhouse gases is water vapor, for those who don't know it. Always has been. So it will require radical transformation of the global energy system over coming decades. Fiscal instruments, as carbon taxes are similar, are the most effective policies for reflecting environmental costs and energy prices and promoting development of cleaner technologies. So there you go, taxation, you see, instruments, carbon taxes, you see. You understand, it's quite simple. They always want to, all your money is when you go to pay carbon taxes and energy taxes and a whole bunch of other fancy names for the same thing. You see, until you're into what's the other thing that they wanted in the United Nations? Austerity. I've talked about this so many times. I probably talk about it in my sleep a bit, yeah. but that's it's all planned out this way. All planned out. Remember what they even said? They looked at the, the, the Club of Rome that was given the task, the big think tank that was given the task of finding a, a reason to, to basically disempower all the peoples of the world. Uh, from making their own decisions uh, as to, for money and heating them, everything. And they looked for something like a war situation, you see. Something like a war. And so it was better than, oh, we're all... They even looked at UFOs and things like, oh, what can make them believe? An invasion of some kind, like a war, uh, to get them all on board. Well, we're all going to die because it's, the, it's in the air, it's above you, it's around you, it's everywhere. Ooh, you see. And... Um, this is what they hit on. Carbon. Global warming. Blah, blah, you know. And that's what, and, and you think that all the entertainment out there is just for, no, it's not. It's for programming you. Because they get it into all their movies and all the latest updates and so on. They get paid for putting updates into all the movies and, and even in, the, in their paperbacks and everything else, novels and so on. Not kidding you. It's a fact. Anyway, so the, the IMF focuses on the fiscal, financial, and macroeconomic challenges. So how much are they going to leave in your pocket, in other words, so you can feed yourself? And can you heat yourself? It'll depend, too, on your status in society. How important are you to society? I'm not kidding about that. And then this one here. Another one, International Monetary Fund Investment, and it gives you all different, um, how, how to price the carbon and so on. See? So, changeable weather is a global problem. Well, that's why well, we used to always have the weather stations and things, and on the news you get the weather, because the weather sometimes rains, sometimes it's dry, and, you know, that's always been that way since, uh, as long as the earth has existed. But, uh, but now it's a, oh, it's a big scary thing. Oh, my God. There have always been hurricanes, tornadoes in certain countries. Always. Anything happens now, oh, it's, it's, it's the first time it's ever happened. Oh, my God, it's awful. Scary stories, scary scenarios. Ooh, you see. 
That's what it's all about. So anyway, they tell you how to price it all. And so the big corporations, they're simply uh, sub-corporations of the big world corporation, will be having all this money flooding in as they trade carbon, you see. All the bags of nothing, you might say. You've got to imagine even the bag, you see. Because you can't imagine nothing, lots of nothing without something around it, like a, a paper bag or something. So lots of nothings are going to trade uh, and, and make a fortune off it all. Another con, great fantastic con, isn't it? Yeah. And then you can even work out by paying some con man who is good at figures, uh, who can bamboozle anybody with just with figures. Because most of you switch off when you start hearing complicated figures, you see. That's why they use these, these, these techniques to, to make you switch off. And to leave it to the experts, and he'll, he'll, he'll estimate how much carbon they've saved you as they, as they plunder you. <laughs> it's beautiful, isn't it? You can't lose. It's beautiful, beautiful. And another one on, on, on uh, pricing carbon. There's quite a few on pricing carbon. And it's like pricing carbon for dummies, you might say, from the World Bank. Again, part of that private club. And, and they see they see here too. It's from the World Bank to end poverty, and for a world free of poverty. Because these guys who are stinking rich and who have plundered nations and slaughtered nations too, uh, and that's how they got the United Nations and to start with, and the World Bank. Uh, they they really are concerned about you being poor. You know, they're they're really humanitarians and philanthropists by heart. And also, I'm going to put in. The EU, European Union Industry Committee, reaches compromise on carbon market reform. Quite amazing, isn't it? Lots of nothing. There's a song about that, isn't it? I got plenty of nothing, and nothing's plenty for me. Now let's go back to this article to show you how ridiculous it all is. And you're going to be sick of this in the future, as that's all you're going to hear in the news eventually, when this is completely in force, and it'll be daily news. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's worse than derivatives and all the rest of it, and all the other rackets and cons are out there. But it says here, um, members of the EU industry uh, parliament committee uh, have re- reached a compromise on reforming the bloc's carbon market, favouring a commission proposal for the rate at which uh, permits should be removed, an EU carbon policymaker said. So you're an EU carbon policymaker. Hmm? It must be the high priest, you see. And the committee met in Strasbourg to discuss a report on how to reform the emissions trading system, which is designed to make big polluters pay. That's you. That's all you folks, if you don't know it, uh, for their emissions. Yeah. However, a surplus of carbon credits following the economic crisis has weakened the prices. Can you believe that? A surplus of carbon credits. This is all their bets and gambling following the economic crisis, you know, the bankers that own all, <laughs> has weakened the prices. I guess the carbon's still there, but the prices have, you know, have been weakened. So under the, the, the current uh, e- e- ETS trading phase, which runs from 2013 to 2020, the majority of carbon permits are sold through government auctions, uh, with most of the remainder given free to industry. So the big industry gets it all for free, folks. Even the credits, they don't have to buy them to start off their gambling. Uh, it's like chips at a table at gambling casinos. Uh, they're given free credits to start it all off. Millions of dollars each uh, of your tax money. Isn't that beautiful? Hmm? So they can get a profit on it down the road. 
uh, reform proposals seek to tighten the amount of carbon permits overall as part of the EU's policy to implement a landmark global climate deal. That's, that was done, you see, that's the, the Paris Agreement. This is written before, which would take effect after support from EU nations took it across an important threshold on Wednesday. Well, that's passed now. Now, the four biggest parliamentary groups are on board, and now it's a done deal, said the Swedish European Parliament member, uh, Frederick Federley, who drafted the Industries Committee's proposal for ETS reform. And they'll reach the climate targets of 2030 with 2.2 linear reduction factor. I see that's an expert talking. He's got down to fractions, you see, and, and, um, and decimal points. He said, referring to the 2.2% annual rate at which carbon permits will be removed from the carbon market from 2020 to 2020. It means nothing to us. All you have to do, remember, is when you, when you get your, your new carbon bill in and tax, then you better pay it fast or you'll lose everything. You know. Anyway, it says, uh, he's run by Merkel, Angela Merkel, who's a total little puppet of the globalists. As everybody out there in front people are all are, actually. Uh, says, we support a price on carbon. Growth and climate protection can go hand in hand, so we can grow at the same time as we've got to shrink, because the, the more we grow, the more carbon you put out, you see. So you can have it both ways, you know. This is the, the, the big lie, of course. And they're awfully good at giving us this sort of nonsense. You can have it all. You can, you can have it all, honestly, yeah. Um, climate change poses a great danger to us all. It means that we need to limit harmful greenhouse gas emissions effectively. Yeah. And so economic incentives are a good way to achieve the goal. And so, but they don't mention about the, 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 the fines, which are to threaten you and to, to coerce you into going along with it all. And so it's a PR piece. Everything you read, actually, unfortunately, is a PR piece done by their masters and their bosses. But by 2050, it says we want to have uh, reduced greenhouse gas emissions by 80% to 95% compared with 1990 levels. That would mean that most of us will be dead, you understand, to achieve this ridiculous nonsense of a goal. And even if we all, all died off, it isn't going to change the carbon levels, folks. It really isn't. Because the carbon comes off of everything out there that's alive, trees, grass, you name it. Everything takes it in. Um, to, to renew it with oxygen, as anything as green does that, and uh, it also it reverses it at night too. So it goes back and forth. Uh, so it's all it's all nonsense, and it ain't going to change the temperature at all, as other studies have shown. So the country's positive economic development shows that technology, technological progress, and growth can go hand in hand with climate protection. What a rubbish! Eh? This is why Germany is supporting initiative putting a price on carbon. They're all on board with it, and it's all the same article across in every, every nation. Same thing. Every nation. Same piece, basically. And Canada's Minister of Environment, Catherine McKenna, uh, meets with the, the business leaders from across the Canadian economy who have committed to being uh, private sector partners. That's beautiful, isn't it? Pri- the private sector partners of the Carbon Pricing Leadership Coalition, the CPLC. They love these terms. Oh, CPLC. And uh, so nearly 20 Canadian companies sign on to the Carbon Pricing Leadership Coalition today. Yada, yada, yada. And they're all happy about this because it's wonderful. They're going to save the world. <laughs> yeah, I love the, the bureaucraties. This is the move which marks the largest number of companies joining the CPLC at one time. was welcomed by uh, Fik uh, Sidbesma, 
CEO of Royal DSM <laughs> and co-chair of the CPLC. Isn't that wonderful? And uh, the World Bank Group Senior Director for Climate Change, John Room, has said the move illustrates growing momentum to deliver on countries' national plans to bring down emissions, etc., etc. So it's wonderful, wonderful. It's going to save the world, and it's all happy, happy, and yada, 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 uh, etc., 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 as we basically will be forbidden to heat ourselves is to start with one type of fuel, then and it's a great for the big corporations at the top that run the world, you see, because eventually they'll only allow certain things to heat yourself with, which they own. They're all resources off, you see. This monopoly. Remember, everything in this world is monopoly men at the top, all belonging to the one club. And that's how it all runs, isn't it? So Canadian government says it will implement a nationwide carbon tax by 2018. There you go, two years. And it says Canada's Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has given the country's 10 provinces and three northern territories two years to begin implementing a comprehensive tax on carbon emissions as part of his government's pledge to adopt strong new national policies to combat climate change. He outlined the plan Monday in the House of Commons calling for an initial levy of $10 per metric tonne of emissions in 2016. About 7.60 in the US dollars. That would rise in annual increments to $50 a tonne by 2022. And provinces opting out of the carbon tax would have the option of adopting a cap and trade system, but only if it could be shown that such a plan could achieve even bigger limits on emissions. So there's no choice at all. Either way, provinces would be required to adopt programs to help assure Canada achieve a goal of reducing greenhouse gas emissions by 30% from 2005 levels uh, by 2030. So there you go. Uh, they'll have all these inspectors going around the, the countries um, with little meters and that and, and, uh, and their calculators there to decide how much you're producing and all that stuff. And you know, get taxed and taxed and taxed. What a great... What a great, massive amount of money they're going to get on that for the top. Eh? Just, oh, great money, that. Fantastic. But what a control factory. And uh, and then it's never stop. You understand, this is not going to stop. Because the whole point of it all is total control over life and death. Beginning to the end. The alpha and omega of every single uh, creature on the planet. And all humans. Right down to you, if you'll even allow you to be born in this sector, because, well, that sector has already reached its limit, you know. So anyone who's pregnant from now on will have to be... And I'm not kidding about this. You're going to hear this in the future. Not, not, not too far off either, folks. It doesn't take long now. Once you're in flux with all things that are normal out the window and the constant change, once you're in that stage, they can change it and change it with such rapidity, you see, because there's nothing normal to compare anything to. So when they eventually say, oh, there's just too many folk in that sector and you're over by X, Y, Z point so-and-so's of a percentage, then we're going to kill off so many folk there or, and, and definitely uh, abort and abort, abort and sterilize and sterilize and so on. I'm not kidding you, folks. And by training you in the right behaviorist techniques to do so, to obey, then you will, you'll comply. Most folk will comply. In fact, they can get folk to turn against you if you don't. Look at, look at China's, look, look at this stuff they've learned in China, for instance. The great collective, you know. Where for years and years and years, and I don't know if it still happens yet, 
the local people in villages who were all brainwashed would turn on someone who, who they found was pregnant for the second time, for a second child. They'd turn on them for being antisocial and taking food away from the folk who need it. You see? The mob turns on you. Unfortunately, they get the mob to, to, to turn on you for anything that's, that's politically correct or incorrect today. It works awfully well. So the behaviorists have been studying us like minutely for so long. It's incredible. It works very, very well, all these techniques. And now you're going to have massive guilt for, for oh, I did, I did, you know. I, 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 when my hands turned blue, and they'll give you the date that your fingers were turning blue and a couple of them dropped off, I, I turned on the heater for an extra five minutes and bang, you know. Fine right away. Aren't you guilty? You'd be shamed. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And you'd be so sorry that you'll, you'll, you'll give yourself the own, your, your sentence. You'll walk into the snow and freeze to death. That's what you punish yourself by. You're a good citizen. You think I'm kidding, don't you? I'm not. <laughs> many things that, that I talked about many years ago have all happened. They've all happened. Things you laugh about at the time, but it's all happened. And the Agenda 2030 is only part of that. Now, it's a whole century plan here, for one century. Agenda 21 for the 21st century is, um, is, is all part of this whole, this whole carbon thing and all the rest of it. And so you can have no, you'll have no private vehicles by the end of it. That's in there. It'll be essential vehicles only. And many other, other things too. It's all in it. They never change their plans. Remember, your whole life has been scheduled and you've gone along with it all. It's easier to go along, isn't it? Now, here is what else Mr. Trudeau said about climate change. There's no hiding from climate change, he said in this announcement. It's real and it's everywhere. And what we can do is make a real and honest effort to protect the health of our environment and with it the health of all Canadians. Right? Sounds nice, that sounds nice. And um, I've already read the articles before about previous uh, politicians in Canada who talked about the con of it all. They were all going along with it, you know, years ago. And it was a great con to so-called redistribute wealth, the old, old Soviet idea, which wasn't Soviet at all either, is to, to take the money off you, it means, and give it to the, the ones who have already own it all. <laughs> That's what it really means. But... Here's another side of this thing too. Now, and I'm not kidding about this, folks. Everything that happens is done with a, a wonderful, caring, caring, uh, persuasive technique, you see. That's how things are done. It's not wonderful. Hmm? And the whole, the whole technique is to make you just volunteer to give up everything. And to be good, you see. Remember, good can be redefined all the time. It always is, actually, isn't it? By those who own the world, the masters, you see. Anyway, it says here, uh, this, this ties in with this last one. The health of Canadians, the health of any country for that matter. Since the past summer, three elderly members of my summer parish in rural Quebec, Canada, received a diagnosis of cancer at the local hospital, a small town facility, an hour's drive from cosmopolitan Ottawa. 
and even further from hyper-secular Montreal. Yet after the diagnosis had been delivered, the first question each of these people was asked was, Do you wish to be euthanized? This is not future, this is now. This is what the new Canadian euthanasia regime has accomplished in just a few months, because they passed a law here this year, you see. It's put euthanasia at the top of the menu of options proposed to the gravely ill. Then there's Belgium, where, as reported on NR's uh, October 10th print issue, a minor was recently euthanized by lethal injection. You might think that with the suburbs of Brussels having become the de facto capital of the ISIS caliphate, Euro subdivision, and a birth rate so far below replacement level that native Belgians will soon be a rare anthropological specimen. The good burghers of Flanders and Wallonia would have something better to do than hasten the deaths of teenagers, even when the teenagers in their distress request that. But if you thought that, then as Richard Nixon famously said, that would be wrong. The more uh, about all this lethality masquerading as compassion, however, is far from the quotable quotes of another Richard, Richard John Newhouse, who famously said of the morally egregious and his relationship to law. What is permitted will eventually become obligatory. Remember that, folks. Always, always is. This agenda. Canada isn't quite there yet, nor is Belgium, but they're well on their way, not least because their single-payer healthcare systems will increasingly find euthanasia cost-effective, and that's the key, folks, as well, you see. Yeah, we can afford wars, we can afford to... To build corporations, factories across the third world on behalf of the corporations, they get it for pretty well nothing, and the cheap labour goes with it, but we can't afford uh, healthcare back home. Yeah? But they care so much. Are you really in misery? Why take this pill? It only costs five cents, whereas treating you might cost a lot more. Hmm. Anyway, so, and because the arts of uh, pain relief combined with human support will atrophy in those countries as the easy way out becomes, well, easier and easier, you see. The citizens of Colorado might wish to keep all this in mind when they vote this November 8th on Proposition 106, the Colorado End-of-Life Options Act. Do you think this is all coming together at the same time by coincidence? Do you really think that, folks? Do you? Huh? Nothing in media is coincidence. That's how well we're controlled. It says, um, The language deployed by supporters of Proposition 106 is appropriately duplicitous. Is that with the provision of death-dealing medication to a patient is described as another form of palliative care. So killing you is now just palliative, you see. Then it gets worse. An adult, according to the proposition, is anyone over 18 says, vote, kill yourself, but don't drink. (laughs) The diagnosis of terminal illness might be attested by two physicians, but the language of the proposition is to loosely draw that. In the case of a pancreatic cancer patient, the certifying physicians could be a proctologist and an ear, nose, throat specialist of easy conscience. Similarly, the patient's mental capacity to make the decision to kill himself must be attested by the attending and consulting physicians and not, as one might reasonably assume, by a trained mental health professional. So this is all, all these arguments were discussed when they started the whole thing in Holland, for instance, and now it's here, you see. 
And um, I think in Holland, if you just feel a bit down, you know, a bad hair day, you can, you can pretty well go forward as a teenager and, and say end all and, um, and things like that. I mean, it's, it's, it's getting to that stage, you see. And it says, perhaps most uh, weirdly and chillingly of all, the dying medication must be self-administered, meaning no medical professional of any sort would be present when the patient self-euthanized. So it's to make it easier, you see. They'll prescribe it all, they'll supply it all for you, and uh, and then you take yourself. Then they can't put any bit upon murder. I guess it's easier that way for the physicians. Then they can have uh, like their conscience is clear, you see. Well, you know, I didn't... Uh, I didn't kill him, I just gave him the pill, you see, and, and that's how it goes. You know. Such hypocrisy in human nature, isn't there? Yeah. Especially when it comes to money and status and certifications. So that's, that's where we are, folks. You're in all this, and, and this whole con of carbon and atmospheric, this and that and the other, and greenhouse gas all the technique, the substitute form of, of Soviet-style revolution, Bolshevik-style revolution, it's, it's basically the same thing done with your compliance. You see? Your passive belief and compliance. What a fantastic way to do it, eh? Convince you all uh, that you're to blame. And now you got to pay, 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 and probably die off faster depending on your status. Or even not get born at all. Because lots of committees are going to get spring up all over the place to decide your population amounts, uh, who should be allowed to have children, and who shouldn't, you see. And do they even, does, does the society in that area need another general work laborer, for instance? Or blah, blah, blah. I mean, this is all part of it, for those who don't quite get it. Very old plan. The totally planned and controlled society by those at the top, the wild men that, that uh, Charles Gordon Darwin talked about themselves, the masters that run it all, you see. That's where, that's where we are with all this stuff. Not joking, it's, it's here. And, but this is what a fantastic deal this is. And also, I'm going to go into a few other articles I'll just touch on here. Um, where the provinces across Canada stand on, on carbon taxes, how much. The Pentagon, <laughs> to show you how everything's a racket and a con, all your reality is. The Pentagon paid a, a public relations firm $540 million to make fake terrorist videos. And they paid a UK firm to do it for them, you see. The firm was called Bell uh, Pottinger, known for its array of controversial clients, including the Saudi government and Chilean dictator Augusto Pinochet's foundation, who worked with the U.S. military to create the propaganda in a secretive operation. You think everything comes across the box is real? Everything you watch and you enjoy is, is full of indoctrinations. Well, quite suddenly. I also put a... I'll put in Netherlands sees a sharp increase in people choosing euthanasia due to mental health problems. Now, if you think life can be tough right now, and for a lot of folk it really is bad, a lot of people, and for poverty and everyone else, it's nothing to what's going to be forced upon so many more by 
pushing austerity down your throat by taking all the money from you. And then you'll all maybe wish. Yeah, I don't mean that. You might just wish when things get that bad that you wouldn't take to get the euthanasia. They can drive you to anything, believe you me. So the Netherlands sees sharp increase in people choosing euthanasia due to mental health problems. You know, this thing's just too bad. I just can't stand it anymore. Yada, yada, yada. And that's it. That's good enough for them. Yeah. Yeah. See, society, we are the business. The whole society is the business. All wealth comes from the people and your labor, doesn't it? But now they want to make more and more profits and less problems, you see. And if you're problematic, they can't just take money off you through taxes, especially if you're disabled through mental health or any other health for that matter. Let's just bump off the, the folk. And that's where it's all going. And I'm not kidding you. That's where it's all designed to go. And that's, that's your scientific society. Yep. In one last article, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation has announced that it is backing a Massachusetts biotech company that's developing an implantable contraceptive that can be activated and deactivated by the user, MIT Technology Review Reports. Now, it also means that the authorities, if that's implanted, can then switch it either way as they want as well. Right? It's inserted into the arm, and it releases the hormone progestin. You understand where all these chips are going? Why they're there? Doesn't it all start tying together for you? It's not good news, but it's nothing that terrifies me because I've, I've known all this stuff for a long, 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 long time. Some folk watch their football games I watch, which was, was really relevant to, 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 to life itself. And that's the sad truth of it. But it, uh, I don't do what I'm doing because it's all bad news. As I say, there's a lot of folk out there now that that's definitely get back to me. And they stop blaming themselves and feeling really bad about being a failure or whatever, according to life's, the system's uh, grand uh, tally board and scales and so on. Uh, when they realize something's very, very wrong, and now they know it's wrong. It's not their fault at all. That's how things really are. And so for those who really can handle the bad news and, and it actually helps their sanity, it's all for the best rather than being ignorant and compliant and quietly going the way of euthanasia uh, according to your master's wishes. From myself, Alan Watt, from Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me. Your God or your God's go with you. <laughs>